What do you do when you get an objection to your product or service like, it's too expensive, I can't afford it, maybe later, I need to think about it, I need to talk to my spouse. Do you get deflated, frustrated, or aggravated? Some people think of objections as insurmountable obstacles, but they are actually opportunities to close more sales. And today, we'll show you how. This is the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast with tips, tools, and biblical truth to build your brand, business, or ministry. If you're a Christian speaker, writer, coach, or entrepreneur, this is the podcast you've been praying for. Get ready to increase your impact, income, and influence. Here are your hosts, the mother, her son, and his wife doing business, ministry, and life to shape the culture for Christ. Tamara Lowe, Zach Lowe, and Jillian Lowe. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. We're excited to be with you today for a special episode on sales. Sales. Some people love it. Some people hate it. We tend to like it. It's, a, it's, a, it's something that you can learn to love. So we're going to talk today about obliterating objections to your product and services. So everybody who's an entrepreneur, a coach, a writer, a speaker, you got to have something to sell. And when you have something to sell, there's going to be a sales process or conversation. And pretty much every time you have one of those conversations, or at least like most of the time, there's going to be some questions, maybe objections. And we want to talk about the best way to diffuse those, get ahead of those so that you can close more deals, help more people and make more sales. So Coach Tam, kick us off on how to obliterate objections to your product or service. Well, I think that that first of all, you have to realize if you're new, if you're new in, in entrepreneurship, if you're new as a communicator, an influencer, a coach, you are going to have objections. And it's good for you to know right from the beginning that it's nothing to be scared of. Objections are actually a good sign that the person is still interested because if they weren't giving you an objection, they'd just go, no, I'm, I'm not interested. See you. Bye. And, and so if they're giving you objections, if they're saying things like, well, I'm not sure if I have the time, I want to research this a little bit more. I'd like to talk to my spouse about it. Um, you know, I, I'm not, do you have any wiggle room on the price? You know, those kinds of things are actually a good sign that they're still interested. And I'll tell you something, a little secret about objections. I don't know why this is. I guess it's some kind of human psychology or something, but but whatever the stated objection is, is usually not the real objection. This has been my experience in decades of being in direct sales is that usually whatever they say is not the real objection. And you have to dig a little deeper to get to the real objection. So the real objection that it might say, well, I can't afford it or I need to think about it. It's going to take so much time. I'm not sure about this. I've never heard of your company. I've never heard of you. They might say those things. But if you dig a little deeper, you'll come up with what the real objection is. And so if you're if you're dealing with that first objection, that's usually not the real objection. Yeah, so good. So true. Honey, what do you think? Well, you know, I was I was thinking about when I started with Kingdom Builders Academy and you know, there was a season when I headed up the sales team and I myself was a member of that sales team. 
And I would say the very first place that I had to start with myself is I felt like a little bit like, oh gosh, I feel a little nervous. And part of that was feeling like, I don't separate my spirit from my words when I say this, but is it cheesy or sleazy? Am I slimy? What is this? And it starts with you. It really does. It starts with you. And you know, I would just encourage you that as you step into this process of having these one-on-one calls, think about all the things you're selling all day long. Like, I don't know. I really feel like it was a conversation with the Holy Spirit when he's like, are you kidding me? You sell things all day long. What about the sheet of lipstick that you cannot get over? Like, what about your favorite latte? And oh, you've got to go to this place. You've got to try that. Do you have that skincare? He goes, you've been selling things your whole life. And, And why? Because there are things that work for you. There are things you genuinely believe in, things that you love, and things that honestly, if you were put on QVC or HSN or the street corner in New York City, you would gladly sell them. You would gladly promote them because you believe in them. And guess what? The very thing that you are selling, my friends, is you. So it's really important that for me, I had to understand, like, do I believe in what it is that I'm providing? So whether you're in the finance space or the relationship space or the health and fitness space, do you genuinely, sincerely, wholeheartedly, without any question, believe that you are serving the greater good for the people that God has called you to bring transformation to? The whole process of sales starts with you. If you go into that call, into that conversation feeling like, I don't know. I mean, you feel insecure and unsure. It bleeds out. And I'll just tell you, anyone can pick up on that. And if you're unsure and insecure and feeling like, oh, am I slimy? Is this weird? They will feel that. So when you get on and when I started jumping on -on one-on-one calls, we have probably some friends who are here with us right now. I was just so sold on the inner circle. I had watched so many people who had a dream on a shelf, take it off, dust it off, breathe life into it, find community, lock in with purpose, link their shield of faith with other believers who would champion them on. And so when I got on that call, I didn't feel cheesy, unsure, insecure. I was like, listen, I don't I don't need you to buy this. I don't need you to. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to share this with you. I'm really excited about it. And if it's meant to be, and it's what God's called you to do, then you're going to lean into it. And if not, they're going to pass you by. You don't need to be desperate and you know, un- unsure and insecure. Just make sure you wholeheartedly believe in who God has made you to be and that this is where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing. So confidence in who you are and what you're selling is where it started for me. Yeah, so good. I'll tell you, one of the things that is a real blessing to objections, especially for those of us who are creators and we are creating the product that we're selling, is that very often objections will surface something that you can add to your product or service that will make it a standout in the marketplace. So for instance, with Kingdom Builders Academy, when we first started, we were showing people how to get on the bestseller list, how to get more speaking engagements, how to how to get their messaging really tight, where to find clients, how to scale their prices, how to scale their businesses. But we often heard things like, well, um, you know, I'm not comfortable with with technology. I'm just not comfortable with technology. So we went, oh, bingo we're going to build your website for you. You don't have to worry about that. And we're going to add a tech workshop. 
We're going to have one-on-one coaches who will work with you to show you exactly what buttons to push, explain it to you so that you can really easily do it. We heard things like, well, you know, I'm not really a good copywriter. No problems. We're going to give you a whole series of emails that are fill in the blank. You just spend 15 minutes filling in the blanks for your product or service, and you can use our emails professionally written by our copywriters, and they are awesome, and they get results. We heard things like, well, you know, um, I don't have a lot of time to, to do the stuff that you're talking about. Good news for you is that all of our stuff is recorded. You get to do it on your timeline. You can join us live if you're available. If you're not, not a problem. All our stuff is recorded. And you know what? You only need seven hours a week to do this stuff. If you will give us seven hours a week, if you will just, you know, cut out a little sitcom here or there, or you'll, you know, set the buzzer a little bit early and and you don't even have to do it an hour a day. You could do it three hours this day, two hours that day, two hours that day. You can do it at your convenience. And so a lot of times those objections will just help you make your product or service even more appealing in the marketplace. Yeah, that's so good, Coach Taylor. That that reminds me of, you know, the the saying that people pay you in two ways. They pay you with money or they pay you with information. And the second one's more valuable. So this is just one of those things that like I feel like one of the the biggest missions we have with this podcast is just getting people out there, getting people out there having these conversations, having sales conversations, doing, you know, avatar interviews because that is how you figure things out. You know, you don't figure things out honestly, by sitting here listening to a podcast and taking notes. If all you're doing is sitting here listening and taking notes week after week after week, that is not how you figure it out. That is not how you develop sales skills. That's not how you develop a great product or service. That's not how you build a business, right? That's how you study, (laughs) which is great. Learning is important, but implementation is is probably more important. It's it's essential. You can't do it without it. So getting back to, to this subject of objections, I want to uh, start with a, a couple of principles, you know, a couple of principles and and the things that I see go wrong um, for beginners and and even advanced people and they don't realize it. One thing about objections is a lot of times when we think about like, okay, how to handle objections, how to obliterate objections, we're thinking about, all right, at the end of the call, after I've made my offer, they're going to have objections and I'm going to do some objection ju- jujitsu and, and I'm going to overcome their objections and I'm going to convince them to come in. Objection handling is much better done throughout the entire process. Yeah. So whatever those objections are that you're hearing, do not wait till the end for the prospect to bring them up. You've got to bring them into your process. Your process that, that you develop that just becomes muscle memory and second nature has got to address those objections before they come up. Because if you bring it up, before they bring it up and you say what they're already thinking, that helps people to realize, oh, wow, they get it. Oh, wow, this is for me, right? Versus if you don't address it and they bring it up at the end, now you're kind of on your heels and you're kind of on defense versus if you could just know what they're already thinking, address it and and talk about it before they talk about it, you're going to win that a lot, a lot more. Now, last last thing before I, I pass the mic back, um, the number one thing that I I think um, is probably the first problem 
for people who have a new product, a new service, they're a new coach, they're a new entrepreneur, they got, um, they're new to this process is that their offer, their value proposition, the thing that I'm saying I'm going to do for you is not clear and compelling enough. It's such a, it's such a basic thing. It's such a fundamental thing, but like that is the first hurdle. If you can't get over that first hurdle of it's clear and compelling, you every time you get on the phone, the person should know what you're talking about and want it, right? It's got to be like so simple and so enticing that a fourth grader is going to understand it and like everybody is going to want it. Like clear and compelling is the first step. And I think that that some people get a little kind of overwhelmed by the process and, you know, want to have all the bells and whistles and want to be able to help everybody with everything and over deliver. But if you can't get the the simple thing of, hey, this is what it is. This is who it's for. This is how it works. These are the results. It's got to be clear and compelling. Like that's the that's the number one thing that I think that if your offer is not clear and compelling, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the price. It doesn't matter the objections. You've got to have something that is clearly stated and clearly desirable. That is the very first step. So good. So good. All right. So um, Coach Jillian, do you have some thoughts or shall I jump in with some more of my own? Oh, well, I have thoughts and I know you have thoughts. So you just let me know. <laughs> You're so cute. You go first. You're adorable. Um, you know, I was just thinking about how when little bunny Fufu would come hopping through my forest, little bunny Fufu, rejection. And I thought it, it it's like objection and rejection sound like the same thing in your mind mm -hmm. when you first get started and having like these one-on-one -on -one conversations is it's like you'll hear that this is just an objection but it it feels like rejection and so sometimes we act like um I was thinking about you know, when when you're much younger and like, you know, a guy, typically it would probably be a guy would 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 say to a girl, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't know if, you know, you had free time on Friday. And she's like, well, you know, I've got to wash my hair. I have a lot of hair. Do you see all my glorious hair? And and so some guys would be like, oh, yeah, no, for sure. Because I yeah, I'm sorry. I even I'm apologizing. I even said anything and they leave. But the other guy is like, yeah, I know your hair's beautiful. I love that. So how often do you I mean, he leans in. So what I would say is how you handle the objection is really important. Like, don't be afraid to go down the rabbit hole with them. If someone says, well, the timing isn't good. OK, this is a classic one that I would hear all the time. Sometimes I think it feels more true for them because they are feeling overwhelmed by life and depending on what's going on. And sometimes they're just trying to buy time because they're afraid or they're just intimidated or whatever it is. But I was never afraid to go down the rabbit hole of objection. I objected to their objection. I'll see you an objection and I will raise you. And I would just talk to them about like, what's going on in your life? Yeah, like how many years has that been going on? Gosh, that must be exhausting. 
And it's funny because it's like a really good attorney. If you're really good, if you're really, really good at cross-examination, you go down the rabbit hole with them and you let them get all the way to the bottom. And then they go, yeah, this is really terrible. This has been going on for way too long. Like, I'm super sick and tired of this. I feel like I'm stuck. I'm never going to get out of this place. And then you can step in and say, man, how much longer do you want it to stay like that? Like, how does it feel being stuck? Don't afraid to go into the pain with them. Don't be afraid to go down the rabbit hole when they present an objection. They're waiting for you to rescue them. They're waiting for you to say like, oh, come on, you can do it. Like there is more to be had. Like this is your opportunity. So I would just say when someone would say that to me and they would offer an objection, I would object with them, but I'd go down the rabbit hole because I felt like it was a cry for help. Like they're just looking for someone to say, will you champion me? Will you partner with me? Will you spur me on? So I just say when someone offers you an objection, don't take it as rejection, object to it, go down the rabbit hole with them and then kind of help them realize, oh, well, now we're both down here together. This is no good. This is no good. And that's oftentimes the realization of like, wow, this is terrible. Like, I, you're right. This is, There's never going to be the perfect time, but like how much longer are you going to wait? So especially when it comes to the time objection, I just help people realize like, okay, it's been 20 years. Like how much longer are you going to battle your weight? You've been in a bad marriage for the last 10 years. What's going to happen if you wait another 10 years? Like right. these are all things. So that's my good stuff. Girl. Good stuff. Okay, Coach Sam. Well, you know, you made me think about this is that um, I want you to remember this phrase because this will serve you well in the future and in all kinds of areas. But what we think of as rejection is most often God's protection. You know, when, you know, there are some clients, honestly, that you don't want to work with. Like, like they, you know, if they're, if they're really being that difficult in the sales process, they're really not going to be a lot of fun to work with. And one of the most powerful ways of dealing with um, particularly obnoxious objectors is to just take it away from them and to say, you know what? You sound like you're really not ready to work on this yet. You might have to struggle with this for a while longer till you get to the point where you're really ready to be diligent and do the things that need to be done so that you can overcome this and that you can go to a new level. So, you know, I'm I'm sorry that you're stuck now, but there's going to have to be some shifts in order for you to get unstuck. And it sounds to me like you're really not ready for this program. And then what you will see happen a lot of the time, I'm going to say a good 70, 80 percent of the time, what happens when I do that, do the takeaway they'll backpedal and they'll start selling you um well you know i know it sounds that way but i really am ready to tackle this problem and you can shift them out of that state just like that um another thing that that i want to give you a little a little gem i want to give you is um what i call being a no pressure salesperson right so nobody likes pressured sales right like they're forcing something on you and it's just it doesn't feel good. So I don't want any of you to do that, okay? I don't want any of you to to feel like you have to pressure people because you you don't have to pressure people. And one of my favorite phrases for this 
is to just say, you know, when when I start getting a bunch of objections, I'll say something like, you know, I'm not here to pressure you into making a bad decision. I'm only here to give you enough information so that you can make a good decision. But you get to make the decision. Fair enough. And boy, that just that just takes all of the tension out of the room. Now they feel like, okay, I'm in control. I'm the one who and then that opens up the door to to talk more about, you know, okay, well, what, you know, what are some of the things that you're going to have to overcome in order to get into this program and get these results? You know, is is it really a time issue? Let's work with that. Let's talk about that. It's like like Coach uh, Jillian said about going down the rabbit hole with them, like really helping them to work those things out. Because some, some of them are really honest objections that you need to work with them to help them come to a solution. Most of the time, they're not, though. Most of the time, objections are just smoke screens. You know, it's like, sort of like, I, I don't even want, they want the thing. They'll even want the thing. They're ready to do the thing. They're ready to, to give you their credit card. But it's like, you're not even being a good customer if you don't throw out a couple of objections, you know? So let me just throw out a couple of objections so I at least feel like I've done my due diligence and okay, here's my here's my credit card, right? So don't be scared of objections. Just learn how to handle them. And I love what Zachary said is like earlier in the conversation, handle them. If you've ever been to any of our any of our training webinars and we're making an offer at the end, you'll see that throughout the entire webinar, I'm answering objections the whole time so that by the time we get to the offer, pretty much all their all their objections have been answered because we did it during the during the training. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, let's wrap there. I mean, I, there's so much good stuff packed into this this short episode. Next week, we're going to go deeper just into the financial objections. So I love this great, great conversation on sales and objections. Love it. Thank you, honey. Thank you, Coach Tim. We will see you guys back next week on the KBA podcast. Bye, everybody. Hi, this is Tamara Lowe, founder of Kingdom Builders Academy, here with a free gift for you, our loyal podcast listener. We're giving away free copies of my newest book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund, and Fulfill Your Purpose. You can download your free copy right now at onpurposebook.com. That's www.onpurposebook.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast today. Join us again for our next exciting exciting episode.